Hello, and welcome to another episode of Ren Presents the Beacon. Um, I'm joined here by one of my very near and dear friends, Fern. We Hi. Hi. Are you nervous at all? A little bit. <laughs> but that's why we have this wine. Exactly. This wine, <laughs> this food, just good vibes, good energy, right? Yep. And you actually were the ones who approached me to congrat not congratulate me, but I guess congratulate me on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And I really appreciate, thank you, thank you. (laughs) I'm glad that you reached out because it helps reaffirm for myself that I'm doing something right. Yeah. You know, and today's topic is something that you actually mentioned yourself. Mm -hmm. You were talking about love. Yeah. And love is such a broad topic. It's so broad. It's ambiguous. It's so ambiguous. Mm -hmm. But we're here today to talk about a few things that we associate with love. And that's something that I mentioned to you earlier, the whole idea of recently, I guess because I have my walls up, Mm -hmm. I've been showing love in an overly aggressive way. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's why I wanted to ask you, like, how do you show love, you know, with the aggression part and how everything comes together? Like, how do you apply it to others? Mm Mm-hmm. I understand where you're coming from. Mm. I know like where your heart is at, your intentions. So I don't look at it look at it as like an aggressive, um, like in a, an aggressive manner, I suppose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So um, I'm just really grateful to have someone like you in my life um, who's able to like push me because um, I need that. And Same. the reason why I do it is mm. honestly, like this is me being a little more vulnerable. I never talk about certain things. Mm. Because I like to keep myself under wraps. Yeah. You know, like not everyone deserves to know me. Mm. Not like they used to. Because now we get older. Now we have walls up. Yeah. But I push other people because that's what I want people to do for me as well. Of course. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I appreciate everything you've done. Um, it might not be easy at times. But what you've been. <laughs> no, you've just been great. Like, honestly, Ricky, you have a beautiful soul. And that's all I can say. Thank you for that. Mm -hmm. And that could be the reason why, like, we still talk to this day. You know, like, we don't get a chance to speak often. Mm -hmm. Um, It's very spotty. But when we do get a chance to interact, it's always a wonderful interaction. Yes, whiskey. (laughs) Yes, whiskey. And it's, it's like your energy, like, just the way that you speak to people and how you portray yourself that makes you such a wonderful person. You know? Yeah, like, you talk so highly of other people. But, I mean, how's that voice inside your head? Are you kind to yourself? Um, I think we all struggle with a little bit of self-love. I know I do. I think um, each day I like to wake up and do like a mental awareness check, I guess, to myself to assess where I am mentally um, before the start of my day. That's smart. I've never heard of that before. I might actually need to ask you more questions about that because that sounds genius. No, yeah. um, It's basically like it's really simple. Um, it's on a scale of one to ten, one being like really, really feeling low or like really depressed and unsure of like how you're gonna take on the day, and ten being like fully confident in yourself, like feeling great inside and out. Um, and I think a lot of it has to do with uh, just the night before. Mm-hmm. You know, like you have to get a good night's sleep. I know we're all guilty of staying up way all the too time. late, doing you know whatever. Um, taking care of yourself, like skincare routines or, you know, drinking water and eating right. I think that all plays a major part in how 
you become like the next day like you just mm-hmm. the day before is always a preparation for your next day so that's how i think of it as it makes a lot of sense yeah. you know like it's crazy to think but <laughs> i didn't think about that until you mentioned it and right when you started talking about it and after hearing everything you have to say about it yeah it just fits so well <laughs> so thank you for that a little bit of or a great bit of information mm-hmm. all right and that's the other thing about it too like we have these um ideas and these thoughts drawn up Mm -hmm. but for the most part it's always nice just to have a nice fluid conversation like we're not trying to force anything no Mm -hmm. and you had mentioned something about love um when we first started talking about the podcast which is something i'm really really happy that you did because (laughs) i don't like talking about love personally and i feel like you know we've talked before we both have I guess, concerns with love and I guess the best way to approach it. So I guess to start things off, Mm -hmm. um, what is your idea of love when it comes down to like romantic love? Okay. I think romantic love is when you can fully be yourself with that other person. And I'm saying like with friendships, like me and you, I can, I feel like I can be myself around you. But I think it takes it to a whole nother level where there's no judgment. Um, they're there for you. Um, they are willing to just listen to you speak. And even if you want to complain about something happening, exactly. even if it's something they don't, I guess, want to hear, they will. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I feel like you do that with your friendships. And I know I do that with my friendships as well. Like the hard parts are really hard to like say. But... I think with romantic love, obviously there also needs to be like that heat, that passion, you know, mm. a little bit of that, you know. There's got to be something. Otherwise, it's, yeah. it's kind of boring, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, there's a lot of complacency in romantic love after you've hit like a certain point. You see it in um, other people's relationships. Oh, yeah. And I've had people tell Definitely. me about it all the time. Yeah. There's been people that I've known who've been in relationships for like what? five eight years and they're just like doing their own thing mindlessly not thinking like how to like spice it up or like take it to a new level because i think that's important you need to find a way to get out of that box Mm -hmm. yeah and the best way to do that i mean it's together right Mm -hmm. where you have these i want to say hard to have conversations but if you're not going to be having these hard to have conversations with your significant other (laughs) and who the fuck are you going to be having them with oh my gosh that's so true because um I feel like communication is so important. And when you feel like you can't really talk to that other person about things that you care about, that's one big thing for me. It's like, if I'm really into something and I want to like keep sharing my thought process about it or my opinions and they just completely reject it, it feels very hurtful. It's like they're rejecting a part of you. Exactly. They really are. Yeah. So I think there needs to be a balance within friendship and like intimacy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so good. <laughs> I'm serious though. Like, like we walk into this podcast and for the most part, people have a hard time opening up and just talking about what they want to talk about. And mm-hmm. you're doing a really good job so far. So keep that in mind. Okay. I know yes, you're still it's nervous. Yeah, it's the wine. We should have gotten two bottles. I know, two bottles. <laughs> we'll get more if it comes down to it. We'll have some um, Ubered or whatever, Postmated. Um, <laughs> but getting back into it, mm-hmm. hearing your opinions on this is really important because there's some people out there who need to hear this. They may be going through what we just talked about, where they feel like they're 
values, their concerns, or just like how they feel and what they want to say isn't being heard. Yeah. And like we just mentioned, it's nice to have that conversation with your significant other. Mm -hmm. So say for instance, like you're with someone and you can't really voice your concerns or you feel like you can't. Yeah. What do you think that has to do with? Is it like incompatibility? Is it um, just complacency like you just mentioned? Mm -hmm. Or I think in my opinion, um, it's based on trust. Because you can't really share everything you feel to someone if you don't trust them. And that's like a key factor in everything that's the foundation, you know? <laughs> and um, this is a little bit more touchy. Uh, mm -hmm. If you want to just get off this subject entirely, we can. Okay. But we've talked about how we've had our trust, I guess, violated in yeah. one way or another. Yeah. Now, we talked about that for a while. It was a really intense conversation, and I'm glad that you were able to share that. But like you told me that how it had a really profound effect when someone broke your trust. I mean, do you feel like that's something that kind of reverberated throughout your life for a while? Or was it something that you were able to, I guess, figure out in time? Like, how did you deal with it, I suppose? Oh, for sure. Well, one of the key factors, I think, to me, I was really young. I I don't know, I was really naive and I think a lot of people with high school relationships, they have certain expectations mm -hmm. about how their relationship is going to turn out. Like you always want to think, oh, I'm going to marry my high school sweetheart, you know, but so many people don't. And there are some that do, which is why you have, like keep that little hope alive. Um, but you know, I did have my trust broken multiple times. And I mean, we've reconciled and it's all cool now. Um, but I think I learned a lot from that. I mm -hmm. think it's the lessons that matter the most. Um, I was really depressed about what transpired. It wasn't easy for me at all. I, my grades were slipping. It was just hard to focus. It was hard to do anything, get up, you know, change, shower. Like it was just hard. Um, but I think after a while you realize that you start building your walls up and that's what you've mentioned to me. Like we're older, we build our walls up because of trust being broken like so many times repeatedly i mean you're heartbroken or just having people yeah, use you for exactly. their own personal gain exactly yeah see and we're all victims of that um it was really hard for me but that really did resonate in my future relationships mm -hmm. and like situationships mm -hmm. i guess we'll talk about that more in a little bit <laughs> <laughs> yeah um i learned to just not you know, be so open from the beginning. And I hate that about myself now because it's like, oh, like, how do you choose, like, who you should, you know, be able to bear your soul to? You know, how do you gain that trust? How do you establish that foundation? It's really hard in the beginning because you just don't know. And th I think that's affected um, my future relationships after that because I always second guess myself or I had to ask myself if i really wanted to do this like was is this viable is this gonna last in the long run you know you mm -hmm. never know and you have to take that leap of faith and just do it at some point point. have you gotten to that point yet where you feel like you're ready to take that leap forward i suppose um i think now i'm trying harder because i'm 25 mm -hmm. these eggs aren't gonna last forever <laughs> <laughs> um but you know um I, 
it's important to just move past that and just, you know, throw yourself out there, you know, take that leap of faith. I like that idea, but I also would like to talk about it as well. Okay. Because the leap of faith is always a scary fucking thing to do. so scary. So scary. (laughs) And what's nice about it, though, is like we mentioned how we get a little bit older, a little bit wiser Mm -hmm. with all of these things happening. Mm -hmm. You start to figure out what you do want and what you don't want. Oh, my God. So true. Mm-hmm. So when it comes down to it, you know, like we had mentioned earlier, something about values and like mm-hmm. things of the sort. What are some of the values that you look for in your significant other? Yeah. So for me, number one, family, super important. Um, they have to understand that my family may come first almost always. You know, I feel like you're very family oriented. You know exactly like what you want your partner to like understand about you. And um, I think that's just, for me, it's a deal breaker. If you don't understand my family, then I can't really be talking to you because they're always up in my business, you know? (laughs) My mom needs to approve of you. Um, Second of all, I think think similarities matter, but I also think that differences matter. Um, You can have the same taste in music. You can have the same taste in, you know, pop culture, um, literature, you know. I like that one. Literature. Yeah, literature. That's a big fucking thing. Because yeah, yeah. we don't talk about reading books often. Yeah. yeah, guys, fucking pick up a book. Pick up a book. When you can find some time, you know, like we have all of this time available to us yeah. and we spend it scrolling on Instagram mm-hmm. and looking at TikTok videos. Yeah. Pick up a fucking book mm-hmm. and read something. Yeah, you go on TikTok, one minute per video in an hour. You watch what? 60 views. <laughs> It goes by in a flash, you know? Um, I also think morals, their morals have to align with mine. Mm -hmm. That's a huge deal for me. Like, uh, I think a lot of people say this. They have, like, pet peeves Mm -hmm. about how guys eat and how guys, like, uh, their, like, sanitary methods, Mm -hmm. their (laughs) five-in-one shampoos and stuff. Um, That doesn't really matter to me as much. I think... um, how they treat other people, like with kindness. I think that's so important. Um, a lot of girls use this method, by the way, cheat code. What cheat code? Tell me, tell me more. <laughs> we want to hear more. <laughs> um, if they're treating, if a guy takes you out on a date and the waiter is just, you know, talking to you or whatever, and the guy just brushes them off like they're fucking ants, or like they just disregard them. I've completely. heard this one before. I'm like, oh my Yeah, I hate that. I hate that. It's like, dude, that's a human. That's He's working to exactly, try to make our dining experience exactly. really, really nice, really yeah. pleasant. And like a lot of people have been in like the service industry, like restaurant businesses and mm-hmm. stuff, and it's not fun. It's not. It's not. Yeah. And you have to put on this fake fucking smile, even when you're feeling like shit, just to make sure that the people mm-hmm. around you experience something nice as well. Exactly. And that's like, a huge deal breaker for me it's like why are you treating him like shit when i can just go i don't know like find someone else and treat someone like a normal person like yeah. just be kind in general i mean That's what do you think that thing. is though if you think about like why people treat i guess the restaurant workers yeah they're just like they're entitled. second class citizens in they're entitled they, they've never been in that position before mm. you know they don't know what it's like 
and they just think that they're better than them and they're just there to serve them like no they're fucking human <laughs> and that's the biggest thing about it because you say like serve them like yes that's is that's what's happening mm-hmm. but yeah it's also for the experience like mm-hmm. why would you want this person to feel terrible why would you say exactly. something or they're treat just them? there to help you out like just mm-hmm. be kind you know and another thing um i really think that is important uh just being able to conversate i think people just take that the like they just glaze over that like it's nothing but like how are you gonna be married to someone if you can't talk to them i have this exact issue because i used to love talking to people Mm -hmm. but i guess with everything that's happened up until a certain point Mm -hmm. i realized oh why am i putting out the best parts of myself for just about anybody exactly so sometimes i'm a little more reserved than i want to be when i know for a goddamn fact (laughs) that the conversation can be great you know okay wait are you just like picking and choosing then to be honest yeah you know because i'm more selective i know i know it's it's fucked up on my part and it's something i need to work on Mm -hmm. yeah um yeah it's hard because it's all about energy like how you spend your day whether or not you got a good night's sleep the night before whether or not you (laughs) took care of yourself things Mm -hmm. of the sort yeah um those are definitely factors i think but yeah just conversations in general like i just just picture yourself in a long distance relationship if you're in a long distance relationship with that person can can that stay will that hold or are you the kind of person that needs you know the physical aspects of that relationship for me i like my mind stimulated the fuck out you Mm. know like that's what i need and this is something else i learned a while back it's about how if you're able to captivate someone's mind then their body will follow afterwards (laughs) 100 percent hands down and another thing ambition mm-hmm. you know when a man has goals that he puts for himself um how like how much he's working towards it the hustle like i find that such a fucking turn on there's nothing sexier than a man with a fucking goal and he's working for it like 100 percent. like i need that in my life and that's the thing like people want to talk about all of these other things like mm-hmm. i don't know what it is in guys minds now it might be like money or just having nice things or just certain things that are instilled in us by uh-huh. social media yeah, i suppose yeah and it's it's a real thing you know where it you is. clout chase and you try to get this you try to get that yeah and you think that when you get these things that everything else will follow no stupid i'm sorry, yeah. sorry i'm sorry for calling you stupid but really like None of this stuff follows you. You have to work for everything that you have. Yeah. So if you want everything, then you got to give every little bit of yourself. Definitely. Yeah. So if you're giving like what an hour or two every time to TikTok, to Instagram, <laughs> to these things that may not benefit you in the future, mm-hmm. then you're kind of wasting your time. Let's be real. Definitely. You're wasting your fucking time. Mm. Go get that bag. Don't fucking settle. <laughs> you guys got this. Yeah, and that's one thing. Like, sometimes people, because of their lack of ambition, their lack mm-hmm. of a mentor, their lack of, I guess, direction, yeah. they may oh, find themselves in, part. yeah, in, mm-hmm. in, I guess, undesirable circumstances, yeah. you know? And mm-hmm. that can tie into it as well. You know, that's like, why. Once- you gotta seize every fucking opportunity. No opportunity is worthless. That's what I feel. <laughs> That's a lot of ambition because there's times, I'll be honest with you, where sometimes like an opportunity may come up. I'm like, eh, yeah, I'm a little tired, you know, but that's my fault. That's my fault. That's your fault because when you're sleeping, someone else is fucking grinding. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) 
genius. Chills. Chills. <laughs> hey, Riggs, I have yes. a question for you. Mm. What do you want in a relationship? It ties into um, a lot of what you said, mm-hmm. where family is a big thing, yeah. but that's actually something I've let fall by the wayside. Like I mentioned to you earlier. Yeah. Um, so my niece is 17 now. Uh, mm-hmm. She's getting older. And I guess she's gotten to the age where she wants me to treat her more like an adult. Okay. Which is completely fine. You know, like you got to let totally. your, the little birdlings spread their wings yeah, sometimes. Yeah, remember when you were 17? Yeah, I wanted my freedom. Exactly. Like, don't talk to me. Like, if I need you, I'll call you. Exactly. But <laughs> exactly. And I actually feel really bad about it. Um, well, we won't dive too deep into it, but mm-hmm. I do feel bad because I'm following my ambition, my hustle, like what I want to get done. And obviously you only have so much time in one day. So yeah. something's going to suffer. Something's mm-hmm. going to, I guess, take the L okay. and I feel bad because it's my niece, it's my, my mom, my sisters, yeah. my family. Yeah. But what do you think? Cause I'm thinking I put so much time into my family before, mm-hmm. or I tried to for a while. For a good, like, two and a half, three years, yeah. just to make sure everyone was cool. Yeah. Do you think it's worthwhile to, like, start doing my own thing? I think that you have put so much into your family. I've seen it, and it's so admirable, you know? You pretty much, you know, put your 20s, like, your early 20s on the line to just help your family. And I think that attention was necessary, and I think that you really did help them. Um, but also, I don't think you're being selfish. I think that what you're doing with your family, it helped. And you've kind of like helped Jade throughout her, you know, growing experience. Like when she was like 14, 15, 16. I think those are like the tangible years where she needs guidance. But right now, 17, when you're younger, you're doing your own thing. I was doing my own thing. Like, I trust Jade. I, she has a good head on her shoulders, for sure. And you contributed to that. I think you set her up to where she knows right from wrong. And how she is right now is just a testament to your character. And that's why I'm a little salty. I'll be honest. Okay? <laughs> why? like I'm a little salty about it because for a good majority of her younger years... Mm-hmm. I was the mother and I was the father. No, but you did amazingly. And you can tell. I can like, tell. She I got her tell. hair tied and she looks so fucking good. Oh my God. Ama- Dude, you guys, look at Jade. Mm. Like, literally, Ricky raised her right. She's amazing. She's so grown. She's so grown. For her age. She's For 17. Age. And oh she's my God. When I talked to her, I was like, how old are you? And she's like, um, I'm 16. I was like, girl, you are not 16. You're like 22. Yeah. No, I swear, <laughs> like, she knows what she needs to do. And mm-hmm. I'm crediting you to this. Like, I know lot, you it's, were a it's big me, part but it's of also that. a lot of her, too. Yeah. Because no. she was able to, you know, take in the, um, I guess, information mm-hmm. and retain it. Yeah, no, no, definitely. It's a two way street. She yeah. was receptive to everything you said and she applied it. So that's why I'm really proud of her. I'm so you know, proud I tell of her. her I tell her proud here of you, Jade. and there, but yeah, it's proud of you, Jade. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna see what time she's gonna come home tonight. But I trust her. You know, like she's out doing her own thing. Yeah. Whatever it is that may be, and no, definitely. That's another thing about her that made me really happy. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll <clears throat> get back to conversation <laughs> or get back to the topic where you say you asked me um, what it is that I look for. Yeah. 
um, and like raising a family, um, like, I mean, Jade was pretty much like your daughter. You know? I hate to put it this yeah. way, but like, she was, is this mean? Like the experiment? No. In a sense, you know, no, like, that's what I think. Not no, not, not a guinea pig. The furthest thing from it. But yeah. it's just like the example that I had from a younger age. Yeah. To know or to, I guess, go. How do I put it? And not sound like a dick. I can't, huh? No, you, no... <laughs> you were, you were, okay, how about you were her guidance counselor? Her, her, yeah, her, her mentor, in a her sense. Mentor, yeah. yeah. No, you were literally her mentor, though. I'm, I think it's really hard to raise a teenager mm-hmm. in this time, like Gen Z. Because we don't know, oh like, my God. we're similar, but we're different. We don't know shit. Yeah, we don't know like, shit. We're not even there like, yet. The shit that's funny to them, not funny to us. It's, not, it's the furthest it's, thing from it, but, you know. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, what do you look for? Um, I mean, getting back to it, like, what we just talked about. Yeah. Um, values is obviously a very big thing. Yeah. Um, the way that you raise your children, the mm-hmm. way that you... I guess not just speak to yourself, but speak to the other people around you. Okay. That's a really big thing. Yeah. And another really, really important thing to me okay. is finding your own happiness. Okay. Because of course we can be happy together. Mm-hmm. But if for some reason you are unhappy with your situation, I'll be there. No problem to help yeah. you. No, but if it's me there. constantly being there, it's like, yeah. I'm tired as well. You know, All like right. there may be times where I don't feel a hundred and... I feel that. I just want some time to like chill and vibe with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? For sure. Well, I'm going to play devil's advocate mm-hmm. here, but how do you feel about your daughter with an OnlyFans? I've actually, no, okay, <laughs> see, you see, I've actually, I've thought about this shit before. Okay. I've thought about it before. All right. And it's just like. Because you said what matters is their happiness, mm-hmm. right? And if they uh-huh. find their happiness doing okay. that. It's not up to me anymore because right. at a certain point you have to let the little birdling fly the coop and do their own thing. And it's going to be really, really, really fucking hard. But if they're making a living for themselves, if they're able to like find their own home, find their yeah. own family yeah, and do their own fucking thing, mm-hmm. then yes, yeah, shit. Yeah. It's not going to be easy, <laughs> you know, because like for me personally, uh-huh. I like to keep things under wraps yeah you know so it goes against my nature in my yeah, innate definitely. sense because it's all exposed it's like yeah. oh my god ricky you have a yeah. daughter with an only fans yeah. like what if your friends subscribe yeah, and like to yeah it? it's like fine support my daughter by fucking all means give her your money dumbass fine no i don't know but honestly like if you're willing to pay for like stuff like that then by all means like you're supporting someone okay. like if you think about it all right. realistically mm-hmm. people that have only fans are using their body as art let's be real okay. yeah. like i <laughs> If you I, think of it from that perspective. It is, though. Like, I really do. And okay. I know it's hard to grasp, grasp mm-hmm. but everything that we do is some form of creation, some yeah. form of, like, artistic nature yeah. where... It's content. Yeah, it's content. <laughs> and this is my form of releasing content, okay. you know? But if it comes down to it... Yeah, you have a podcast. I would ta- tell her about it. Like, I would to tell her, like, I don't like it, but, I mean, fuck, if you're happy, then shit, yeah, fine. But she's 18, she can't do it. You can't say anything. Exactly. Yeah. So exactly. what's up? Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I really can't. And mm-hmm. I thought about this too, where like, say for instance, I were to date a girl that had an OnlyFans and yeah. who the fuck am I to judge? Exactly. Like, so how, how would you feel about that? It'd be hard, but mm-hmm. I would at least fucking tell you <laughs> it's hard. 
and then we'll go from there. Hey, but she's like paying for your meals and stuff. Exactly. So, you know. You know, and that's another like <laughs> meal. Always an upside mm-hmm. to a downfall. <laughs> <laughs> when you put it that way, you can't say no. It's exactly. undeniable. Exactly. Yeah. The money is good. <laughs> the money You're is on good. cash. And that's the thing that matters, you know. Like cash is king, and like yeah. this is something that Kev taught me, you know, because I used yeah. to never really give a fuck about money. I always okay. saw money as this dirty, dastardly, evil thing. Okay. You know? No, I see where you're coming yeah. from. Because yeah. it can ruin so many things. Mm-hmm. But at the same time. I mean, if it makes our <laughs> lives fucking better, then it makes your life better, then why the fuck not? I mean, I've, I've had guys that I've talked to tell me, like, hey, like, are people, like, asking for feet pics or whatever? And I'm like, yeah, like, girls get that all the time, you know? It doesn't matter how many followers you have. You're always going to get those weird-ass guys in your DMs. I don't think it's weird. It's just preference. Let's okay, be okay, real. Okay, but I know it's what you kink. mean. It's, not, it's a kink. Yeah, it's not it's something like we're used to. It's weird to me, mm. to a lot of women. It's like, uh, But, I mean, guys have asked me that, and they're like, oh, just, like, send up a picture of my feet, and we can just go to dinner with the money you made. Oh, my God. Would they be down to do that? No, some guys are really, like, receptive to that. It's crazy. Like, they're Mm. just, like, going with this new generation type of thing, like, acting less jealous. It makes sense, Honestly, it's a foot. Like, what can you you do with a foot? Like, if that's what gets your rocks off, then by all means. (laughs) Exactly, yeah. I mean, it's not for me, but... I'm selling feet pics for, uh... X amount of money. X amount of money. Yeah, yeah, just in my life. Yeah. <laughs> I will uh, share that into the uh, link later on, okay? No. <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, we'll have another episode sometime soon when you're able to make the time because yeah. you're a very, very busy woman, right? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can talk more about situationships another time. I know we veered off a little bit, yeah. but <laughs> <laughs> I like this, though. I like where we're going mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's healthy it is and one thing i do want to touch upon is what you mentioned um about how once a woman becomes pregnant mm. they seem less desirable because yeah. i've actually heard that before yeah on the office yeah. from dwight Schrute. so <laughs> you know there's some opinion there from someone i've heard before obviously <laughs> like, you're changing as a person your body is changing you don't look the way you look mm-hmm you the know, way that you like, want to look exactly like it's just so much more weight everything's swollen everything hurts like you're not in the right mental state mm-hmm. it's just like uncomfortable like you're not yourself you don't feel like yourself but at the same time it's like oh my god like i'm giving birth to this another like goddamn person yeah to, it's yeah. a gift it's a gift it's a blessing it's a whole nother life that you're carrying and some people don't see it that way they don't They're they see like, it as responsibility like another mouth to feed yes, or this or that yes yes exactly but it's more than that there's so much more and so much more. <laughs> we can talk about that more the yeah. next time we have an episode mm-hmm. It was a pleasure having you, Fern. Thanks, Ricky. You're welcome. Nanda. <laughs> um, Anytime. Um, it was a pleasure having you, going back to it. And thank you all for joining us for another episode of Ren Presents the Beacon. Yes. Would you happen to have any closing remarks by chance? Um, all I want to say is, guys, don't forget to check on your mental health. That's, like, 100% so important. Mm-hmm. And just, like, take care of your body, your diet, everything. You know, just have a brighter outlook on life. You can always do what Fern talked about, where mm-hmm. in the morning you kind of get, a, like, a gauge of 1 to 10. Like, mm-hmm. how can you handle these things? How can you handle this day? Mm-hmm. One so being... prepared. 
Mm-hmm. And one was being a little bit not, or being unprepared. Mm-hmm. And 10 was feeling that fucking vibe where you're confident <laughs> and you want to kill, not kill this day, but just own this day, <laughs> no, right? just kill that day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Love it. Mark that day. Mark it. <laughs> <laughs> so, mm-hmm. until next time. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs>